this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello everyone. So today is another pro bono coaching call and today my special guest is Sophie. Welcome to you, Sophie. Thank you, Bev. It's so good that you've actually decided to come and have this coaching session because often, you know, when somebody else hears what's going on for you, it will probably support them too. So I really appreciate you taking this time with me today. Now, I think just setting context for our time together is important. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to be doing is to try and understand where you are now and where you want to be and then understand what that gap is. And obviously in 30 minutes, we're not going to be able to solve everything. But what I'd love to be able to do is to look at some strategies or some specific steps that you can take Mm -hmm. that would move you towards where you want to be. Okay. Okay, and so I'm going to ask you to share a little bit about your situation and also to understand what that gap is and how important it is to you to get this resolved so that you can know that the priority is worth the efforts. It's joined together. Yes. And I think the other thing that I do do is if I know that I can point you in another direction, I certainly will. Mm-hmm. And if there's something else that we could do together, that would be something I'd speak to you offline about. Okay. Good. All right. So let's talk about what resonated with you most to have this coaching conversation with me. Why did you show up today? So, Bev, I've um, spent some time with you probably in the last few months where we've interacted through the uh, Takeoff program. And I spoke with you about some research you were doing and what resonated with me was your passion in what you're doing, but also that you come from a place where you understand people who are going through um, chronic illness and health issues, as well as trying to uh, either create a business, run a business or do something different to allow some flexibility in, in life. And so for me, that is, you know, two big ticks in knowing that I'm speaking with someone who's kind and compassionate, but also knows what I'm, where I'm coming from and understands where I'm coming from. And there's no judgment there and just a willingness to provide support and help. So we're, we're really a good fit for one another, aren't we? (laughs) So at this moment in time, what is one of the biggest wellbeing challenges you're facing, Sophie? So right now it is my energy levels. Um, fortunately, the brain fog is not as bad as it used to be. It is lifting, uh, but that, that takes work for me to, to maintain that. So I still suffer with fibromyalgia and the, the pain with the cold weather can increase. But also 
I have an addiction to sugar. I have an addiction to sugar, which is an inflammatory um, thing and it causes more inflammation. And that's where I see my, my energy flagging. So that would be one of the hugest areas, yeah. So what do you actually want instead, Sophie? I want to be not to crave it and not to look for it. And if it's in front of me, to be able to go, yeah, no, I'm not going to have that because it's going to hurt me. I don't know how to do that. Mm, okay. And you've, you've already mentioned it. It's inflammatory. Mm. And you're saying, you know, how can I do this without feeling attached to it? I think that's what we're talking about is feeling detached from mm. sugar. Mm. Have I captured that correctly before we yeah. move on? Okay, yeah. good. All right, so what have you tried already to solve this craving for sugar? When I'm working at home, I have nothing in my cupboards with sugar, refined sugar. So I'm fine. I, if I don't see it, I don't go looking for it. And if I do have a craving, I usually have a piece of fruit, which seems to satisfy that, that sweetness. However, because I've had to go out and do some contract work and I'm in a workplace where there is chocolate and lolly jars and things just literally in front of me, I'll walk past a few times and I'll think, no, nope, no. Nope. And then eventually I will just, I'll just have one. And then that one, oh, I'll have just the, the chocolate bar. I've had a stressful phone call, so I'm going to have a chocolate bar. And I feel like that resilience towards the attachment I have to it is just disappeared. Whereas when I'm at home and it's not in my cupboards, that's fine. Mm. And how long would you say this has been going on? So was it always the case when you're in a workplace? Yes. I think I've had sugar pretty much all my life my mother is a sugar attached person so her cupboards were always full of sweet things so it's always been there mm. and yes going into some workplaces for some reason yep sugar is right there <laughs> yeah i know that it's in the corporate world they think that having cookies in the jars a enticement for you not to leave the office <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so what kind of impact does it have on you when you have the sugar and think of your body, but also your business? You know, how does it impact that? Well, physically, I immediately feel very fatigued, bloated, and sometimes I will get headaches. And I find that I don't think clearly. The brain fog will return. And in my business, because if I am working a contract role, I'm still seeing clients outside of that. I don't have the same alertness to be able to be completely present. I have to use up every ounce of energy that I have to be present for the client. Um, but then any work that I need to do, any creative work, any creative writing, um, I just haven't got the energy for it and I keep leaving it and procrastinating because I'm just too tired. That's, the, that's a huge impact for me and my business. Yeah. It does take away from me in so many ways. Mm. So logically you understand this. So, oh, yes. yep. So that's good. So you have a very sound understanding of what it's doing and you also probably don't really understand why you're doing it. So have you ever stopped to think, 
why you're using willpower as opposed to you have the knowing that it would cause inflammation and there's that impact then to you and your business. But have you ever thought about why in spite of knowing that you do that? Yes, I do. And I actually will sit there and think, now, why did I do that? I used to beat myself up and I realise now that that didn't help me at all. No. And I can look at it from a physiologic perspective where I can say, well, my body's craving for it. But I also um, believe and look at it from an emotional, psychological level and a spiritual level. And I look at it and I think, what is it that I'm craving? I know I'm craving something. I'm filling a gap. I'm filling a hole. And I haven't allowed myself to get connected to what that is, possibly because I'm afraid to look at it. And that's the sad part is I actually know this, but it's easier to have the chocolate bar than it is to sit down and journal and ask, what is it that I'm really craving? Yeah. And so you are starting to answer your own questions here. So I know that you know how to journal. And so that would be one of the strategies is to really sit with that and reflect on it and also use something like emotional freedom technique. So asking those questions while you're tapping and then sitting down and journaling would probably be a beautiful combination for you because you've got a beautiful level of awareness. Some people don't even understand that it is an emotional trigger. Mm. But I think there's something else I need to explore a little bit more with you so that we can see that it's not actually because of a deficiency in your diet. Mm-hmm. because there is that aspect that you may be craving something and it's an emotional need that you're, you're for trying to fulfill, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's actually a physical need. Okay. So let's check in with a few things around how you eat. Mm-hmm. So describe to me a typical way that you eat during the day. So if, at what time you eat, what you eat, and so on. Okay, so if I um, generally in the mornings, especially if I'm going to work, I will have a bowl of rice porridge, usually around quarter to seven, 7 a.m. And I will add um, walnuts and chia seeds and a small spoon of rice malt syrup just to add a bit of sweetness to it. And that's what I'll have for breakfast. Then, um, oh, and I might have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, depending what I feel like for that morning. And then I may not eat until lunchtime, which will either be between 12 and 1 p.m. If I haven't got meetings and I'm not outside of the office, I might have a banana if I'm there and I've got it with me um, or a small tub of yogurt, Greek natural yogurt. Otherwise, it's lunch. And usually I, I will have my main meal at lunchtime because I can't eat much of the evening. And so this week, for instance, I had um, cooked up some salmon fillets, uh, fillets uh, in the oven and I had some mashed potato, a little bit of white and then sweet potato mixed up together. And that's only about a tablespoon of the mashed potato that I can have. And on another day, I had some blackened brown rice with some salmon. Um, And I alternated that over the four days that I was working. And then I don't have anything in the afternoons until I come home for tea. And for tea, I might have some quinoa rice or 
quinoa rice cakes or a gluten-free toast with um, a piece of cheese or peanut butter. And that's pretty much what I'll eat in a day on average. And so what time would you have your evening? Usually around 6, 6.30. All right, so a few, few observations. If that's a typical day, there's not enough fat in your diet. And good fat is what you need for what we call satiety. Mm-hmm. So it's the thing that actually makes you feel satisfied. So it's, it's sort of like, think of it as richness rather than fat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so one way to improve, for example, your breakfast is to, with the chia seeds, is to make the protein also more available is to make a chia seed gel. So you take a tablespoon of chia seeds and then you would add some water to it in a little glass jar and keep shaking it on and off until you see it's like a jelly. Mm -hmm. Because the seeds themselves will not release any of the good fat or the protein because they're not digestible like that. So if you can just even improve that, that would help. And I would say add even the tip of a teaspoon or like half a teaspoon of some a really good fat that you enjoy. It could be a little bit of organic cold pressed olive oil or something like coconut oil because yeah. just because it's warm, it'll di- it will dissolve quite easily. And yeah. so you're already starting that. Yeah. Because when you're low in energy and you're not having enough fat, the brain needs what we call phospholipids in order to be able to focus, concentrate, and produce energy. Mm-hmm. So just adding that little bit of um, fat there, and so you're adding other protein in the nuts and the chia seed, but the chia is not available. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the rice malt syrup, which is a good choice because it's lower in fructose than some fruits. But what you might do is if you know that you're going to have a busy day is to bulk up that breakfast by maybe slicing your banana in there or berries. So berries, obviously you've got the antioxidants in the berries and they also got a little bit of sweetness in it. So, you know, alternate, don't just stick with the rice malt syrup give your body variety because that's often where cravings come from is when we've been too rigid and we haven't actually allowed for variety. Okay. Yep. So that's breakfast. If you improve your breakfast that way. And then in terms of your main meal for lunch, you didn't mention any other green vegetables. Mm. Okay. Mm. So what we do need is, especially for you with an inflammatory condition like fibromyalgia, is we need lots of leafy green vegetables to lower the acid content of the body. Yeah. And so because they are non-inflammatory, the body uses them. Also, they usually, if you're thinking things like baby spinach, rocket, you could even do a broccoli, or or zucchini, all of those sort of types of vegetables that would go really well with what you've mentioned there with the salmon because the salmon is good fat Mm. and it's got um, good protein. Mm. The other thing I'd suggest is when you've got something like pain from fibromyalgia, I want you to try 
not having the white potato because white potato is what we call a deadly nightshade. Mm. And for most people who have joint or muscle pain, the deadly nightshades inflame it more. Okay. So try it. Just yes. go one week without having white potato, capsicum, chili, eggplant, all of those things that belong to that family and see, mm. does it make a difference to your body? And okay. if it reduces the pain, even try two weeks, you know, give it a, give it a real hot go. Okay. You'll know. So to lunch, I would say add more greens. Okay. Yeah. And the salmon is, is obviously got good fat in it. And so you wouldn't probably need to add a good fat there to get the satiety. So that's, that's fine. And yes, you mentioned either some, some rice or something like that. So it depends on whether the rice is organic or not. Mm -hmm. So a lot of rice has got arsenic in it. Mm. So you don't want to be buying non-organic rice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just be sure when you're buying dry goods like that, and obviously your fruit and vegetables, is the investment in organic means that you're not adding to the problem of inflammation that you've already got. And with your sweet tooth in mind, that's also something, you know, to, mm. to make sure. Okay. Yeah. And then in terms of a light dinner, do you eat eggs? Yes, I do. Sometimes okay. I have eggs. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Because even though something like the quinoa crackers or the gluten-free toast, it's not nutritious. They're really not nutritious. They're not adding anything to you other than crunch. Mm. So I have a seed cracker recipe, which I share with my clients, which I'm happy to forward to you. Because what you want is good fat again, and you want something that's worth the crunch and that it's good for you. Mm -hmm. So it's made with a whole lot of different seeds and psyllium husk. You can make them and put them in the fridge in, a, in an airtight container and they'll last for the rest of the week. Okay. So then you basically could just make them up and you find, you'll find it's really easy to make mm -hmm. because you are going to sort of activate the seeds together. You're going to stir it until it's thick. You're going to put it in an a, a oven tray Mm -hmm. And you're going to leave it there for an hour. So it's not like you have to make it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's, it's such that preparation is so easy. Yeah. And then once it's, it's dried and you take it out the oven, you let it cool and you store it. It's just, it's really easy. And I've got a feeling you might have sent me this before. I'll have a look and see. I think you have. Okay. Well, have, have a look because that, that would be a really good option for you. And then for your toppings, I would say, have you ever worked out whether you can tolerate dairy very well or not? Um, a little bit. Our eggs are fine um, and a little bit of cheese. Having cheese later at night may, may be a problem, but just depends on how you're sleeping. So I would say one of the things I would look at is, Think of other toppings. So other toppings that would go well with a, something like a seed cracker, something like smashed avocado, because smashed avocado is the good fat as well. Mm -hmm. I would suggest to you that, unfortunately, peanut butter is not a good choice. 
And the reason it's not a good choice is that it is a tree nut, but it's actually completely something that damages the gut lining because of the fetic acid and you cannot get it out of a peanut. Whereas other nuts, you can activate them and then they lose the fetic acid and you can then you know, absorb the food. So what you would go for is something maybe like an almond butter or something. I actually found urine Australia. So this is at Aldi and I presume for people in other parts of the world. At Aldi, they have an almond butter, which is less than $5. Oh, wow. Okay. And normally it's about eight to 10. Maybe have that as a standby as well. And even if you weren't going to have the, for example, those particular um, crackers, if you wanted something different, you could do portobello mushrooms with the, the avocado in and put some walnuts on top that you then pan roast those and then put them on a bed of lettuce or, or sorry, spinach. Mm-hmm. What we're looking for is satiety. Get good fat in, get enough protein at every meal. Mm. And then what you might find is those things with the cravings are less. Okay. Another thing with cravings is often for sweet stuff is often that you might be low in magnesium. I wondered about that. Yes. So Mm. a lot of people who do have autoimmune or any other chronic illness have had a long period of stress while they've been ill. Mm. And so the magnesium gets used up. And in fact, they've done a lot of studies that women generally are low in magnesium. So ways to get magnesium naturally is to have Epsom salts baths. So you can do that half a cup to a cup full of a good quality of Epsom salts in a bath. If you don't have a bath, do a foot soak so that you've got the uh, magnesium being absorbed directly into the skin. You could use a magnesium spritzer on the skin. If your skin's very sensitive, you've got to be careful to use the right type of Epsom salts because otherwise it can sting a little on the skin. And then third option is a lot of people will take a supplement. Mm. So what you need is the right supplement. You either take magnesium citrate or you take magnesium malate. There is only one that has all four types of magnesium in them. But if you're going to choose one, for example, through a place like iHerb, you would do uh, one that's got magnesium citrate and that's the easiest one to get. Okay. And definitely with no fillers or other problematic things like gluten, dairy or other additives, Mm -hmm. colors or anything like that. So there's some really easy ways to get your mind around that because I think if you were to try those things first and do your journaling, Mm -hmm. you'd probably find that the body obviously is going to get what it needs and then the emotional hunger will be understood and you can work out what to address. So obviously there's still other areas that one could solve, (laughs) but that I think hopefully will just get you started again, Sophie, with those areas. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I mean, there's things here that I didn't know, especially the fact that protein was lacking because I thought I'm getting everything, but I'm obviously not. And then the different ideas of how to do that. 
so I can work with what you've provided me mm. and give that a go because I would be really keen to not have those cravings. If you just remind yourself that you know how to do this in your own home because you don't put the temptation in your way mm. and what's happening at the, in the workplace is what I would call decision fatigue. Yes. You're making this decision not to have it, not to have it. And just that is wearing and draining on the, on the energy too. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Okay. Didn't think of that before. Yeah play back to me what it is that you're going to focus on Sophie well first of all the breakfast that's pretty easy I can do that so all the things that you've suggested are easy and I can incorporate them in my diet the thing that I had been thinking of was the magnesium because I have also had a bit of restless leg and that's what made me think about it so I, I'm going to look to see what I can do there to trial either the foot soak because I don't have a bath or talk to my naturopath about a, an appropriate uh, supplement and give that a go because that's something that I haven't introduced. But all the food ideas you've given me, especially for the dinner, wonderful. Yes. They're good. easy. They're not going to take much energy. So that's wonderful. Yes, that's good. And I think even by changing how you're eating, your energy will improve too. And that may give you a little bit more reserve to be resilient what's happening now is you've got a pattern happening mm, yeah. we need to disrupt the pattern and the first way is to give the body what it needs first and then work out the behavioral elements but obviously we don't have time to go into all of that today but thanks so much for sharing that with me and yes i'd love to know how you go with that sophie thank you so much i've really appreciated your time and everything you've given me today Beb. you're welcome Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.